We can find instant satisfaction in almost anything these days. Sleepy? Instant coffee. Need to sell your car fast? Car sales? Instant offer. That's right. Sell your car the instant way. And get it done with Australia's most trusted site for cars. We love our dogs. They love to race. Check out grnz.co.nz for everything New Zealand Greyhounds. This is Dog Speed with Mark Rosanowski and Dan Roberts on SCNZ. Good afternoon and welcome into Dog Speed. What a great time of the year it is. We've got Melbourne Cup in a couple of days, of course. Uh, Kaikoura Cup tomorrow for Harness fans. Tuesday week, New Zealand Trotting Cup. We've just heard from the Harness team about all that's happening there. But in the Greyhound game, it's our big time of the year as well because we have a meeting. The final Thursday week where we have three Group 1s, the New Zealand Cup for the Middle Distance Dogs, the Galaxy Sprint for the Sprinters, and the New Zealand Stayers Cup for those over the extreme 700 metre plus journey. And on Wednesday, we have the semi-finals for the Cup and the Galaxy and two heats of the New Zealand Stayers Cup. And Dan Roberts says, I welcome you in. And you're down there. You're living this. You're right in amongst it. You've got dogs in some of these races. How's it feeling this year, 2022, when we can have some crowds back to the track as well, which is obviously a major plus? Yeah, it's going to be huge, isn't it? It's going to be exceptionally good to get those crowds back on track. This is like Christmas to me, Rosso. I prefer November mm-hmm. over December. <laughs> good on you. Okay. Um, and we're going to work through the semi-finals of the New Zealand Cup, which come up on, on Wednesday, as I say, Wednesday evening. It's an evening meeting. Our first race 5.56, which is the first semi-final of the Suck It Up Limited New Zealand Greyhound Cup uh, and the Galaxy. So Dan and I are going to have a look through the semi-finals, chat about what happened in the heats. We're also going to talk to a couple of people who are heavily involved. Obviously Dan is, through his own dogs and his dad's team as well, Craig. But we're also going to have a chat today with uh, Jamie May. Now Jamie and his dad, Phil, they own Epic Cruise, who won a heat of the New Zealand Cup. 50 to 1 for the final, but looking a chance to get through to the final. We're going to talk about uh, the May family's involvement in Greyhound Racing and their excitement and what Epic Cruise has done so far. And at half past the hour, we're going to welcome in Jen Wheeler from Australia. Now, um, obviously, the Wheeler family has had considerable success over the past, what, two and a half decades, nearly three decades here. In New Zealand, and a fair bit of that obviously has been through the Roberts Kennels. So, looking forward to that, uh, Dan. And I know you uh, jacked that up for us. So, uh, looking forward to hearing from from Jan. And obviously, you know, going back just over a year, uh, she lost Paul, and there was a tough time for the greyhound industry. But of course, most notably for the Wheeler family itself. Yeah, of course, it's always good to get these uh, sort of people on, especially someone from wider afar and going to Australia but yeah we sadly lost lost Paul over a year ago fittingly enough they, uh, they actually come out and, and won the New Zealand Cup last year with Delicia Bale so I thought that was quite fitting but definitely going to be good to, to get her on the phone and have a chat with her as well. Indeed and the Wheeler family with uh, several good chances across the Cup and, uh, and Galaxy and Stayers Cup potentially as well of course. Dan let's look back to, to Thursday um, and Friday, but firstly Thursday, because we're going to concentrate on the New Zealand Greyhound Cup here, sponsored by, by Suck It Up. And we'll go to the first semi-final, which is going to be 5.56 on Wednesday. And I'd suggest if you can only watch one race on Wednesday, this would be the one, because this is a stacked 
semi-final. We've got the two dogs who were the joint favourites before the heats in the futures market, Talbingo Bale and Opawa Superstar, into the same semi. Then you add in a dog called Opawa Conan, who I think has come back good enough to be a very real threat in the final, should he make it. And Majestic Legend, whose first up performance at Addington, Addington for Peter Ferguson suggested improvement and a possibility of him going through to the final. But that's four dogs I've mentioned, and only two of those can go through, never mind the others. So what are you thinking about semi-final number one? Where do we look? Probably with you. Let's start with Tal Bingo Bale. He resumed. He ran second to Epic Cruise. Your thoughts? Yeah, no, we were really happy with the run. Um, obviously, Epic Cruise is always going to be hard to beat when he when he flies to the lead like that. But no, we, we, we were happy with the run. He's going to take a lot of benefit out of that, and even so, he was strong to the line anyway. But this is certainly a stacked field. I think drawing inside Opawa Superstar was, was crucial for, for Tal Bingo. Um, obviously, those are probably the two you'd like to see move forward, but Majestic Legend down in box three, I think he could be the likely leader and, and he could be freewheeling out in front and potentially be hard to catch. Mm. Look, Telbingo Bale was a dollar twenty off box number one to, to win fresh up. Uh, second in a 30 and 38, a power superstar won uh, his heat in 30 and 19, the second fastest and just terrific to see him back doing what we know he can do. So is there enough improvement, do you think, Dan, in Telbingo Bale to come out and win the semi-final or at least run top two in what will be super competitive race. Yeah, I, I definitely do. Uh, he's only got to get a look at them down the back. Um, he's going to be finishing it off better than most in the field, I'd imagine. But I, I do think there's going to be a lot of improvement. I think I think he'll be a lot more sharp early this week. So um, I do think he'll be able to put himself in the race for sure. Hard to see that a power superstar wouldn't make the final, Dan. And frankly, I think the final needs him. He was a favourite last year as a very young dog, a raw dog, and he ran third. And he's done some extraordinary things since, and he was very impressive uh, second up. So have you got him circled as a finalist? Yeah, and like you say, he does definitely deserve to be there. And saying that Talbingo needed to draw inside Superstar probably works out well for Superstar as well because Talbingo does have a tendency to, to head across to the rail, so he's potentially going to give him a nice cut into the race. The only worry he's got a, is uh, Speedy Sue to his outside who, who has got a bit of early lick, so she could... Could be in his face a wee bit and annoy him, but he definitely deserves to be in the final. Like you say, he made the final and, and ran third, I think, last year, and uh, and he was incredibly young to be doing that. But he deserves his spot. He's a definite chance. He can definitely make top two and definitely get to the final. Yeah. So in the futures market at the moment, a power superstar is a $4 joint favourite with Federal Infrared more on her soon. Talbingo Bale is now out to seven fifty. A power Conan off the inside, 16, Majestic Legend at 18. Dan, do you like the 750 around Telbingo? Well, I did say to you that I like the sevens before the heats, so I guess it would be wrong of me to say that I don't like the 750 now. <laughs> okay. Uh, a power Conan off the inside, I think he's been terrific in this ca- campaign for, for Bruce Dan, and I think if you slot him into another any of the other semi-finals, Dan, I've got him pegged as a finalist, so I'd be disappointed if he if he misses out. I guess off box number one, he does get an an opportunity, and if if Telbingo and Superstar are going to be knocked out, you would think it's by a Power Conan or Majestic Legend. Yeah, uh, Power Conan he comes up with box one, which is probably ideal for him. The, the one thing I was worried just I just thought he lacked a wee bit of early speed the other day, and I was just worried that with box one he could potentially get crossed. But he's as strong as any, so. 
I mean, if he landed in front, it would be hard hard to imagine that they would run him down. But it's just, yeah, it's going to come down to what gets in front of him, how many sort of get across him and get in his way on the on the rail there. Yeah, he's certainly strong through the line this campaign. Easy does it's going to give him uh, some room early, but as you say, speed from the three there, and tell Bingo coming across. Um, race number two at six fourteen is the second semi final, and as we work through this, uh, Dan, we see that uh, in terms of futures. 750 Mustang Charlie. Now, I know Tel Bingo's got a much stronger semi-final, and I'm a huge fan of Mustang Charlie. I call him week in, week out at Palmerston North winning races. But I, I just do not see him as a 750 chance to, to win the final, just the way that he races at Addington. It's, it's not the perfect track for him, even though he's a better dog this year than he was last. So to me, that makes this semi-final pretty open. Yeah, definitely. Like you say, I mean, his track stats don't read too bad, but a dog of his calibre that's only managed to win one race at Eddington from nine starts, you know, you, you can sort of read into that a wee bit. He, he loves the one turn. He loves Palmy. Prince of Palmy, I think they call him. Maybe do you call him up there? Um, yeah, we do. Just that he, Andy, he Andy just, started that. Yeah. <laughs> he just struggles that last wee bit over the 520. Drawn box eight, which is probably going to suit him. He's got terrific box stats from there. But, yeah, like you say, just... He could potentially make the final. Whether he could win the final, I don't know. I don't think so. I think that's the thing. I'm exactly with you there, Dan. I think he can make the final, and that's possibly why he's so short at 7.5. But in terms of winning the final, I think that's a whole different ball game. Uh, Corlyder out of the Central Districts, um, pretty solid in his run um, behind Opawa Superstar. Draws out box number seven, but um, he's a chance to make the final given the semi he's drawn. Yeah, he was he was really good in his uh, in his heat actually. He was sort of muscling up early, um, trying to get underneath Charlotte Lou, who sort of just took his line a wee bit. So how much that impeded him, I'm not sure. But he 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 was good. He was good in his heat, and uh, he's he's definitely a chance in, in the semi if he can get away cleanly. Okay, now from the Roberts Kennel, Carlos Jewel. He's landed the right sort of semi. Now he just has to land the rail. Yeah, and and I think the way the race is been drawn it's going to work to his advantage because I feel like the one two and three are all going to be pushing forward early so um he not really known for his early pace I'm, I'm hoping that he'll just miss away a touch and and get down to the fence and just uh hopefully the run will come for him he's, he's strong as any so if he gets a look at them he's he's uh, a force to be reckoned with so Dan uh, in that semi-final any other dogs worth a mention for you Opawa Barrel was good two starts back when he went a 30.05. Maybe a wee bit disappointing last start. He was right outside Talbingo when they were going down the back. So um, I thought he might have saw it out a wee bit better. Well, I mean, he's probably capable of a 30 flat. He could easily jump on the bunny and that could be game over. Uh, definitely worth a mention. He's certainly got ability. Mm. Uh, in the third semi, which is race six on the card Wednesday evening, 7.24, Federal Infrared, fastest qualifier through the heats, 30 and 16. Two from two, the track now. $4 joint favourite with a power superstar. Comes up with box six. Um, the way she's beginning that opening sectional the other day at Addington, when she's catching it just beautifully, uh, she looks uh, she looks good to make the final. She has got speed there in George's Girl, obviously number five, but she couldn't have been any more impressive, I don't think, Dan, than what she did on, on Thursday night. No, she's, she certainly set the bar pretty high, uh, high with, her, with her heat win, a 30... 
what was it exactly, a 30-16, which was uh, pretty good on the night. The track was a wee bit off. But, yeah, there's a wee bit of speed in here, which which might make it a wee bit interesting. But uh, I thought George's girl was pretty good in third, and I thought she'd take a lot of uh, improvement out of that run, being her first look on the track and probably her first 520-metre race for a long time. But it was good to see them uh, pick up some money uh, after their big voyage down here anyway. Yeah, well, all the, all the visitors did in the uh, the cup. Um, the only dog that didn't get through of all the visitors was uh, was Brad Mayo. Um Better mention a power warrior in here because um, he seems to have strengthened up this dog. He was seven links off federal uh, infrared, but the way he's racing, he's a potential finalist. Yeah, he saw his race out a lot stronger than he has been in recent weeks the other day, and, and he's certainly got the zip. He can uh, he can peel out a sort of 17.60, 17.70 to the back on, on a good day, so it wouldn't surprise to see him in front. Maybe if Federer Winfrey didn't get there before him, but uh, the way he's seen it out, if he did land in front, he might be hard to reel in. Epic Cruise won his heat and beat Telbingo Bale. We'll talk to his part owner uh, and, uh, and co-breeder, uh, Jamie May, very shortly on the show. Um, Dan, anything else you want to mention in there? Obviously, Bahadi's off the inside. Zipping Chassis has four. Yeah, Bahadi's, uh, she, she's uh, she's a sort of a nice bread and butter dog. She, she, she gets off the lids nicely and... Just, just lacks a wee bit. Just probably lacks a wee bit on these ones. Uh, Zipping Chassis, I think he's, I think he's better, definitely better than his last start. Um, wouldn't surprise to see him in the top three, but he probably doesn't have the zip of the, the three uh, Power Warrior and the six Federal Infrared. So, outside of those two, could be, could be anyone in for third there. Fourth and final uh, semi-final, and obviously top two go through to the to the final of the Suck It Up Limited New Zealand Greyhound Cup. Opawa Dragon. Dan, she's, she's kind of the Apawa superstar of this year. I know she's a little bit older than what he was um, when he lined up in that final, but she's just having start 20. She's won 14, and um, she's just looked terrific going through the grades, and nothing's really phasing her. No, she just she never puts a foot wrong. She always just uh, gets out and goes and, and says, catch me if you can, which more than more than often they, they don't. Um, interesting race, Charlotte Lewin inside of her, who's got a bit of speed, so... Mm. She's probably going to have to work a little bit to get to the lead, which which will be interesting to see see how see how she muscles up against Charlotte, who's obviously a, a pretty seasoned campaigner, and um, how she goes if she doesn't quite get her own way will be interesting for mine. Yeah, okay, that, they are two potential and worthy uh, finalists out of this particular heat. But um, Dan Quintessa Bale was a heat winner from the other side of the track, has box eight, Oberon's in six, um, and Zipping Ontario box number three. So. What do you see out of the uh, Craig Roberts kennel here? Anything we should be looking at? I really like Quintessa. I think she's a really handy bitch, and she's been pretty sound in her career in New Zealand so far. Only had the 10 starts, and uh, she's been muscling up with the big boys in, in all 10 of those starts. So she's probably drawn upside down, which isn't ideal, but um, I, I think Carlito likes to get across the row, and I know Oberon likes to get across the row. She's she's going to have to be near the front. She's, she's strong enough, but she's not going to... She's not going to come from links off them and pick them up. Um, Oberon's actually, he, I think he's been really underrated in recent racing. He's been going some really good races in some really nice fields, and uh, he, he was third behind Epic Cruz until Bingo Bell last week. Nothing wrong with the run at all. It's just going to come to the, the run he gets. He's going to need to maybe miss away and just hug fence, and, and hopefully he's close enough, maybe run them down. Um, Zipping Ontario, don't really know what to make of him. He, he could easily be a massive improver, or he could just go out there and run an ordinary race. Dan, what are you thinking at the moment uh, in terms of uh, New Zealand Cup winner? 
uh, prior to the semi-finals. You got a, a stronger fancier than others? Yeah, well, I'm always going to be biased to tell Bingo, but Federer Winfred was just so impressive the other day, and and when you're doing it from the front, it just takes a lot of stress out of out of your life. Um, you don't have to rely on luck, and you'd imagine that's what she's going to be doing. So, uh, I think she's on top to take it out the whole thing for me at the moment. Okay, I'm a power superstar, and they are the joint four dollar favourites. Tab.co.nz, you can check it out there for the futures winner. There's also a top three market. Uh, futures winner and top three for the Galaxy, which we'll talk about at the end of the show. Uh, some bad news today. Uh, unfortunately, the meeting at Monaco, which I was uh, down to call, has been abandoned due to the state of the track. It's some uh, rough and wild weather uh, during the night. So the Auckland Greyhound Racing Club meeting today at Monaco has been abandoned. It's a, a real shame that uh, you know, 12 fields and, and good full fields as well, but... It's the nature of the climate uh, there that has uh, seen Monaco abandoned today. Right, uh, we'll stay with the, the positive news. The good news, we're going to talk to a part owner of Epic Cruise, who is a New Zealand Cup heat winner, and also find out a bit about the background of the, the May family and their Epic Greyhounds. We'll do that right after this here on Dog Speed with Greyhound Racing New Zealand. Welcome back here to Dog Speed. And speaking of loving greyhounds, here's a man in the deep south of the country who does just that. That is uh, Jamie May, who, with his father Phil, owns Epic Cruise, bred the greyhound as well. Uh, Very good afternoon to you, Jamie. How are you feeling about having a a New Zealand Cup heat winner, Epic Cruise, into the semi-finals on Wednesday? Good afternoon, Mark. Um, thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, it's it's a surreal sort of feeling. Um, I think there's only six people in New Zealand that actually think the dog's half decent. That's Andy, Janine, Mum, Dad and Nori and I. So it's exciting. Uh, we love being the underdog, but um, it's all up to the dog on Wednesday night. He's, he went super the other night, and look, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't out of the couch after three seconds into that race last, Wednesday, last Thursday night. <laughs> Indeed. Hey, look, I think I think you can add, add me to that. I, I backed him in the Invercargill Cup when he won it. Um, but look, seriously, though, um, when he bounded to the front, um, we all knew what was kind of coming next. Uh, but he did have a, a hot dog on his tail, of course, until Bingo Bale. So it, it just must feel really cool when you've got a dog like him uh, in front in a race like that. 100%. And look, he went, doesn't win his races out of turn. And uh, here's a fun fact for you, Mark. But his last, obviously, he beat Tal Bingo Bale. Um, you know, underdone Tabinga Bell, who will improve massively going into the semis on Wednesday. But his last win was against Opawa Superstar, so he knows how to mm. to beat beat good dogs. Um, but he certainly uh, doesn't win them out of turn. But you know, if we just run one two, obviously on Wednesday uh, on Wednesday night, um, anything's like anything's happen, anything can happen in a in an eight dog race uh, come Thursday week. Yeah, indeed. Let, let's talk about Wednesday and the semi-final because he, he's got box number eight and we've got some pretty hot speed by the looks in Federal Infrared in six and George's Girl in box number five. So what are you thinking about his, his chances in the semi to make the final and at the moment in the futures he's, he's 50 to one? Yeah, he is. Uh, box eight isn't ideal. Um, I would have preferred if he had drawn, obviously, box one, two or three. I'm hoping uh, Federal Infrared uh, jumps and um, gives us a drag into the race. And hopefully Epic Cruz can, can get out um, slightly in front of Naya Bale in the seven because he can run straight, if not run slightly to the right. So I'm hoping he can uh, get a drag across from Federer Infrared. But the other dog also in that race, Mark, a power warrior. Like it's, she's a hot fielder, right? Um, but it, then again, as you'd expect that, you know, these are the 32 best dogs in the country. So uh, 
you know, all all other seven dogs are very good. They wouldn't have got there, you know, had they um, had not not performed with distinction to date. Jamie, he's been a bit stiff in a couple of big races, two epic crews. Has there been any particular race that's given you the most satisfaction with him? I mean, obviously you won the Invercargill Cup on your home track, so that's got to count for something. Yeah, the Invercargill Cup was awesome. Um, it, was, it was a shame that it was during lockdown uh, and we had to get approval to get on the track and uh, obviously pre-register to go on course, which was, you know, I'm thankful the South and Greyhound Racing Club doing that and also Jerry and Zed. But um, it would have been nice to share the sport with a few more people because, you know, there was mum and dad, Nora and I there, and uh, we screamed the we screamed the grandstand down, but we were the only ones that could hear ourselves because there was no one on course. So it was a sort of a surreal feeling, but it was really, really cool. And um, and on that particular day, uh, we had another winner at the end of the races as well, Epic Eddie. So it was a very good day, uh, very enjoyable. But if I look back at some of some of his races, like it's pretty cool to run second in the South Island Champs this year, particularly with uh, Trevor's last call um, as a commentator at Christchurch. So that was a great memory. He came from near the back, and um, he was chasing Talbingo Bell again, beating a big margin. Uh, sorry, not Talbingo Bell, uh, a power superstar, beating a big margin, and um, you know, uh, trying his hardest. Yeah, um, look, he does that, doesn't he? Uh, every time. Now, Janine and Andy McCook obviously are uh, a, a big part of what you're doing in greyhound racing here in New Zealand. How did the uh, tie-up come there? Yeah, that's a good question, Mark. We've sort of had two cracks at greyhound racing in New Zealand. We initially in the early 2000s, um, John McInerney trained a number of our dogs, and then we uh, we left the sport for a wee while. But like like any sport or any addiction, you want to go back to it. Um, so we had another crack, uh, and Ray Adcock, we uh, asked him to source a dog in Australia for us through one of his friends, Ray Steele, who you may recall, who had um, a number of the Ronway dogs, which were um, raced in Australia, New Zealand for Ray, and. So we got this bitch called Hot Mango. Uh, we raced her, and then uh, at the end of her career, uh, I was keen to obviously breed a litter of pups from her. Ray thought that would be a good idea as well, so uh, he, he wasn't in the position to be able to uh, whelp them and breed them for us. So he said, I've got a recommendation. We've got people that um, are very good with, with young pups, and that's Janine and Andy, and basically that's how it started. So, um, and, and, it, and it fits well for us, um, Janine and Andy, the way they operate as well, because their values are very consistent uh, and aligned with ours in terms of looking after the dogs, they don't push them, uh, and, and animal welfare to them is number one. They treat them like their kids, exactly like what we do with all of our retired ones that we've got across um, the property here in Invercargill. Jamie, it must give you an extra buzz as well to have bred uh, dogs like Epic Cruise. Uh, just in terms of the way you go about your, your, your breeding, are you um, a studier of the bloodlines? Oh, that's, that's the part I love the most, Mark. Um, like, you know, and um, Andy McCook knows this better than anyone. Like, I spend a lot of time researching and, and looking for the best. And we're very lucky in New Zealand because, you know, Meticulous Lodge have um, helped us in New Zealand by providing quality straws for us to breed with, with the best Australia has to offer. And also, um, there's a number of other good uh, straws that uh, are stored here in New Zealand. But we can basically get the best best of what Australia have got to uh, to breed here. And, and it gives us just a great opportunity to... Um, to breed good pups and you know at the end of the day as we all know they all cost the same to get to the races so um, there's no point taking shortcuts uh, in, in the beginning. Jamie how did you and the family settle on the uh, the epic name? Yeah I'm sure it was uh, over a couple of a couple of drinks <laughs> there was no science behind it we uh, we had a few <laughs> we uh, I, I vividly remember one of the options we thought we would call all of our dogs something stag named after the 
South and Stags rugby team. But mm. you know, given the way they've been going in recent times, I'm quite happy we didn't choose that name. But, but that was one of the names <laughs> that we tossed up. But um, I always like uh, Gary Harding's thrilling name. Uh, I wanted something sort of similar to that. Uh, but yeah, epic, epic come, come in. And with only being four letters as well, uh, it gives us uh, the opportunity to choose slightly longer uh, names as well. Uh, yes, good thinking, good thinking. Um, so Epic Cruise, uh, probably the best Epic dog here in New Zealand. I know you had uh, raced some some dogs with good success in Australia, and, and, and maybe in Aussie you had a, a better dog over there than, than Epic Cruise in second exit. Is that is that fair or not? Yeah, that, that's fair. Um, you know, uh, second exit, yeah, she raced obviously in Australia over the five or 600 metres. She runs some some hot times around Wentworth Park uh, and obviously some of the country tracks as well. But she won a low group race, $25,000 to the winner at Dapto, which, which was very exciting. Uh, she she you know, raced in the million dollar, million dollar Series over in Australia with another one of our bitches, Kenya Star. Um, but, but, you know, at the end of the day, Mark, those dogs we, we purchased off uh, Andy Lord. Um, and, you know, I don't, I don't mean this flippantly, but anyone could go and spend money and buy a dog. But there's a lot of satisfaction when we actually can breed our own, but speaking of second exit, she's got a litter in Australia that we left her in Australia, a litter to Fernando Bale that are around about five months old as well, so um, we've got some some breeding still in Australia. Excellent, Jamie. Hey, um, it's really good to get your insight, so um, if Epic Cruise makes it into the New Zealand Cup final, I imagine we'll be seeing you Thursday week? You will be. You'll be seeing us Thursday week, regardless of whether he's in the final or not, Mark. We'll be there um, cheering him along um, hopefully um, you know I'd love him to be in the final but you know if he, if he doesn't he'll be trying his hardest on Wednesday night but given his form I'm hoping he'll be able to uh, be in, be in the, the class five race on that night as well so um, yeah it's exciting times um, we have you know his, incidentally his mother uh, epic dream she actually uh, raced the New Zealand Cup a couple of years ago now three or four years ago uh, she made the cup at only start 20 so um, she'll be watching her son on Wednesday night as well I'm sure Excellent. Hey, look, I really appreciate your insight, Jamie. All the very best for Wednesday, and we'll uh, we'll catch you on Thursday the 10th. That's great. Thanks for the opportunity, Mark. Jamie May there, uh, part owner, co-breeder of Epic Cruise, a New Zealand Cup heat winner. Off the back of this break, we're going to welcome in uh, Jan Wheeler, which will be uh, a real thrill for us, of course. Uh, the bail name we've known for years, but there's uh, a few other uh, prefixes as well that we can uh, add to that now. And obviously Dan Roberts um, being part of the Craig Roberts uh, kennel, very familiar with the Wheeler Greyhounds and has put the lead around uh, a lot of exceptional runners. Uh, that uh, Jan and, and, and Brendan uh, these days uh, breed and race. So right after this. Jan Wheeler on Dog Speed with Greyhound Racing New Zealand. Check out grnz.co.nz. Mark Rosanowski and Dan Roberts with you. And we are joined now by Jan Wheeler from Australia. And the Wheeler name has been synonymous with Greyhound Racing, obviously in Australia for decades. Uh, but also here in New Zealand where they've had considerable success and a lot of it through the Craig Roberts Kennel. So, uh, Jan Wheeler, we really appreciate your time. Welcome to uh, to Dog Speed. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. It's lovely of you to ask. Um, I'm, Jan, I'm listening, okay, listening to your accents. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes well, I, I hope you can un- understand me. Um, I can. Last year, <laughs> excellent. Last year, you won the New Zealand Cup with with Delisha Bale. It was a, it was a bit of a, an upset on the night and. And, you know, things haven't quite gone her way in the last um, 12 months. But 
with all of the success that you've had in some big and rich races in Australia, what, what does it mean to you to, to win a race like the New Zealand Cup? A lot of people ask me that. A lot of people ask me, how can you get close to the dogs when you've got so many? But each one has its own personality. So you get close to every dog that you have for different reasons. So any of the ones that go over there, of course, we still remember what they were like here and how they were. And it doesn't matter where you win the race. It doesn't matter if it's a little country track or whether it's um, another state, another country. Every win is a thrill and, and it never ceases. And it Paul and I used to always say to each other, you just get so excited with every every race. Nothing changes. You never get used to it. It's never just, oh, yeah, another big win. Every race is special and every dog's special. So to win one in New Zealand with you know the lovely people like the Roberts, it's just it's an amazing achievement. And Dilla Chabale goes around on the undercard on Wednesday uh, in a, uh, a Class 3 race. She's drawn uh, box number seven last year's Cup uh, winner. She didn't get through the first round, but a good number of your dogs did, Jan, and when we look forward to Wednesday's meeting, we've got four semi-finals for both the Cup and the Galaxy and, and two heats of the New Zealand Stayers Cup, and the Wheeler name is littered right throughout. You've got good chances in all three Group 1 races. Of course, some are in Brendan's name and some are in your name. I'm kind of wondering how that works out as to <laughs> whose name goes on which dog. Well, at the, we used to have our own group of dogs and we used to have our own name like Paul had the Bales, Brendan had the um, Diners, I had the Allens um, but then we switched back to all Bales again and, and we've decided that we'll just put them all into one name um, I'm just putting them all into Brendan's name now but we all we, it, you can't race under a company name so it has to be one of us that has the name so we've decided to give them in, put them in Brendan's name for no one other reason then it's just easier to do it that way and so obviously all of those uh, greyhounds, whether they've got Brendan's name or your name at this stage uh, on them, uh, you're, you're, you're cheering for them 100%. 100%. Of course, when I had one in and Paul had one in, I always wanted to beat him. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Let's go right back uh, to the... the, the big... very rarely did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, just remind us again how the bail name came about in the first instance. Uh, it was Paul's grandmother's name, and um, we chose that to honour her. And then um, the Alan came from Paul's dad, of course. I chose that one. And um, Brendan's diner came from all well, the diner line that we did have way back as well. And do you recall, you mentioned the, the Roberts team, obviously have had a lot of success there with the, the Craig Roberts team and um, and, mm. and there's Craig's sons, um, Matt and, and Dan, also trained some of the yeah. dogs as well yeah. that, uh, that race in your name. So um, do you recall the uh, the link with, with the Roberts kennel and, and when that came about? I think um, Craig came out here in the oh, mid to late 90s, something like that, and... and um, to buy dogs. I think he bought a couple of dogs off Paul at that stage and and um, we just became great friends and very close and uh, kept in touch all that time and he came over a few more times. We went over there a couple of times and it just went on from there and got stronger and stronger. How and do you of course choose which... Hmm? Yeah, indeed. Um, 
Yes, How right do you there. choose which dogs to, to, to send to New Zealand, uh, Jan? What's what's the process you go through there? Is it is it all to do with um, the fact that we finish on the lure over here, and and, and and if you've got dogs that perhaps aren't quite as keen over there running into the catching pen, are they are they the prime candidates to come to New Zealand? Um, pretty much nowadays, more so. Um, earlier days, not so much, but now. And um, Craig will often see one running and think, you know, this that'll do really good over here and give us a ring. And I used to give Paul a ring and um, they'd work it out between them and we'd send them over. So, yeah, pretty much the, the finish on lure now gives them another chance at life, which is what you want. You want them to keep going as long as they can and enjoying it before they go into their retirement. Yeah, and I can tell you we've got a stacked couch full of dogs that have, that have come from you, Jan. Um, <laughs> they're certainly loving life. Um, it's no secret you guys have won a lot of big races uh, over the years. Is there one in particular that stands out above the rest? Uh, I really liked the Melbourne Cup where Double One beat Fernando, even though I was going Fernando and I really wanted him to win it. Uh, it was it was an amazing race. I think it was the best race Fernando ever put in. Um, but when we saw Dinah double one on his tail, we knew he was gone because we knew how strong he could be. But I think, yeah, that that's sort of been a real classic. And the only other one was the um, Adelaide Cup. Um, Paul always said that was the most moving race he's ever been to. Uh, the crowd started roaring. That was when he, he Fernando got his million. And... The crowd started roaring as soon as the lids went up and he said they just didn't stop the whole way around. He said it brought me to tears. So that was another one that will stay in our minds forever. Interestingly enough, the year Dinah Double One won the Melbourne Cup, his full brother won the New Zealand Cup uh, here, yes. obviously, uh, Dinah Vickers. <laughs> so that was, it was a pretty mean feat. Yeah. Two dogs from the same litter winning uh, the two most prestigious races uh, in each country, respectively. Now, this is probably a bit of a tough question because you've, you've obviously bred in reared and had a lot of dogs over the years but have you had a favorite <laughs> <laughs> you need to ask me that <laughs> no i don't i don't have a favorite as such i get closer to some more than others but zalia allen and i were very close and we lost her only a few days after i lost paul so that i kept saying he took her he's taken her with him but um she and i were very close and um, another young girl that works here with me was very close to her too, so we have a little picture of her up in our room and a, a little saying underneath. She was she was special because she broke her back after she finished racing. Paul worked on her so hard to get her to walk again because they said she wouldn't, and we used to manipulate her legs and move her to the point where she could get around, and the vet was astounded. But she just had so much pizzazz. She just had to keep going for life. She was, She loved life. Jan, you mentioned Paul's passing there, and um, it rocked the greyhound industry on both sides of the Tasman, but of course no one felt it uh, more than, than you. With you progressing and continuing in the greyhound industry, uh, are you effectively doing that for Paul? I'm doing this to keep his memory alive. Every time I drive in the drive, I think, you know, this was your dream. Now I'm continuing your dream. You should be here continuing it with me, but... For him, yes, I will continue it as long as I can continue it because I want his name to be remembered. I have absolutely no doubt it, it will be, uh, Jan, and, and looking forward to, to Wednesday with dogs like Tell Bingo Bale getting you uh, 
underway in race number one, the first semi-final of the Cup. What do you remember of, of, of Talbingo Bale? I've actually got um, Mark and Lisa Delbridge here staying with me for a couple of days at the moment, and they had him before he went to New Zealand. And Mark had rats on him. He, he said, you know, this dog was going to be anything. So he's quite a happy, kind of happy to see him winning over there and doing the best he can, and that's all you can ask for of a dog, isn't it? Indeed, and he's been a Group 1 winner and he's a very real chance in the uh, Suck It Up Limited New Zealand Greyhound Cup this season as well. He's currently at $7.50 in the futures. Jan, look, we really appreciate you taking the time. We're thrilled to, uh, to get to talk to you and we wish you all the very best for the upcoming couple of weeks here in New Zealand and, of course, too, to continue your success in Australia. Thank you so much and all the best in racing. Have a wonderful day. Thank you, Jan. Jan Wheeler there. And Jan, looking through here, uh, Dan Roberts with obviously uh, Tel Bingo Bale getting underway. Uh, Yuri Bale in uh, semi-final number two, draws up in box number one. Hope I've uh, marked everything. Raja Bale, a very real chance, of course, in the Rose and Thistle uh, New Zealand stayers in the uh, first heat of that. Bahati Bale draws one. Naya Bale draws uh, box number seven in the third semi-final. Uh, Oberon Bale, Quintessa Bale in the fourth semi-final of the Cup. Uh, Arisha Bale in semi-three of the Galaxy Sprint. Levi Bale, a very real chance in the Galaxy, $4.50, current uh, third favourite. Might be joint second favourite. And then Willene Bale and Rohan Bale in the second Stayers Cup heat. Just running off those names, Dan, just shows you uh, and this is you know, one of the biggest meetings of the year, how influential uh, that breed of greyhound is and has been to New Zealand because, of course, a number of them have also bred on. Yeah, absolutely. I think I counted uh, they've got 11 in. And when you're talking about this sort of racing, um, semi-finals of the New Zealand Cup, semi-finals of the Galaxy and then the Stayers Cup, for them to have 11 dogs going around, it's, um, it's, it's, it's huge, really. And, and to, then to think what they might have ready in Australia for the Melbourne Cup coming up as well. So it's outstanding. That was an That's outstanding right. interview. And uh, and for someone like Jan, who uh, they, they breed and raise so many dogs, and when you asked her about Tail Bingo, and, and, and she just has a... a a rapport with all of them and to remember them all and that's outstanding and uh, just shows that they're more than just a number. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, awesome stuff and thanks for organising the interview too, Dan. Um, and yeah. all the best too with the, the ones that you're training uh, for the Wheeler team. Okay, where are we? We're about 14 minutes away from one. That means we've got uh, a chance after the break to have a chat about the four semi-finals of the Springston Hotel Galaxy Sprint for the short courses over the 295 metres. We'll sprint through that right after this. And we are in the home straight on this edition of Dog Speed. Um, Got to say, Dan, I've always been interested. Addington Raceway, talking about the final straight. When you're down there on the track, it looks really, really short. But the nature of the track and perhaps that camber into the straight means that things can happen even in the short course sprints up the straight there. Probably yeah, it does look a bit that way, but certainly not. Uh, certainly not when you're out in front of New Zealand Cup and you've got dogs barreling down your neck. Yeah, it probably feels like a lifetime. <laughs> oh, indeed. Uh, right, the Springston Hotel Galaxy Sprint. Ten heats there were. We've got four semi-finals uh, now, and obviously the series was rocked with the late scratching uh, of Typhoon Tim, uh, pre-post futures favourite. 
and you could argue it's thrown it wide open, but I think there's probably uh, a couple that have really stamped themselves as leading chances, and we'll talk about them as we go through. But quickly through semi-final one, which is race number three at 6.31 on Wednesday evening. And Dan, this is just wide open here. In the futures, the shortest price is 40 to 1, and that is Lucas Jewell. So you can tell us about his chances. The rest are 80 to 1 and beyond. Yeah, respectfully, I did think this was one of the, the weaker heats, but I, I I like one here, and I'm going to give Richard Breen a real good chance of getting his runner through to the final of the Galaxy here, Young Romeo. He's been outstanding in his last couple of starts. Mm-hmm. He has, and two links off Ritz are alert in 17.06, one of the fastest heats there uh, on Friday. And Dan, I just love the fact that we've got visitors from all the regions, okay, just George's girl from the far north, um, but also the Deep South uh, with uh, Richard uh, and also, of course, Brett Connor. Yeah, they they love a trip to Eddington, uh, Brett, Brett and uh, Richard, and, and it's been rewarding for them the last couple of weeks. And, and I'd love to see Richard uh, qualify his dog here into the final. Mm. And Lucas, obviously, a, a fair chance of getting through. Money bags to the outside might not help, but it, it wouldn't surprise, really, the nature of this race to see just about anything get through there. Yeah, uh, Lucas potentially a little bit underrated. He's not not a champion two ninety five dog, but he's certainly got ability. And um, it was a it was a pretty gutsy win. Uh, he's three and four wide round the bend, dishing it up to them. Um, he got lucky that he was drawn to the outside of a pile of barns, which was a big help. But uh, it's not not so not looking so ideal this week with uh, money bags to his immediate outside. But uh, he certainly certainly sees out the two ninety five really well. So if if he if there was a bit of trouble up front and he got a look at them, he 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 could definitely be there in the finish. Indeed, Dan. We're down to the last two minutes of the show, but we can get through the next one pretty quickly because Ritzer <laughs> alert box one again and was super for the Fredericksons first up on the track. Yeah, I was really, really impressed with this run, and he's probably my uh, pick of the lot to win the whole thing now. He comes up with box one, which looks good. Uh, Coburn Cardi to his immediate outside. Not ideal. I think he'll beat Cardi uh, off the lids. I think Cardi can potentially track him and probably run second to him. I don't think he'll run him down. Prada ran a nice race in the heat behind Levi Bailmore on him in a moment. Race 8, semi-final 3 power rider, $3 futures favourite, 17.01 fastest heat winner. Yeah, he uh, he set the standard and he, he looks awfully hard to beat off box 2. He's just going to have to come out cleanly and he's gonna looks like he's going to be far too good for them really. Yes, if he keeps picking the start cleanly, he's the dog to beat, no question. He has been under miss it on occasions in the past, but at the moment he's great. Empty garden box 8 there, Dan, can you make the final? <laughs> of course I can. You gotta manifest it. Think positive. <laughs> box eight's not ideal. Uh homeless Chloe drawn in box seven helps. But he, oh he went super off box eight in in his heat. So uh I mean he needs a little bit of luck to go his way, but he certainly he, he's he's got abilities fast enough. He sees out the two ninety five really well, so he's just another one that I just need to get half a look at them and see if I'm good enough. Fourth and final semi race number nine on Wednesday, Levi Bale four fifty to win the final looks a very big chance. Yeah, he's uh, he's got a serious engine. This dog just just a wee bit slow early. He's a, he's a big dog, so it sort of takes him a while to sort of rev up. But he was pretty good getting past Big Time Prada the other day. Um, Apawa Barnes is drawn to his outside, hopefully far enough away that he might not mm. be able to get to him. Yep. But uh, he's the one to beat in this heat for sure. No question. Righto, Dan. That's our look at the uh, New Zealand Cup semi-finals, Galaxy semi-finals. And, of course, next week on the show, we'll be talking about the eight finalists for each, plus, indeed, the New Zealand Stayers Cup. So um, 
you keep you keep enjoying your extended Christmas down there. It's Dan <laughs> Roberts, Mark Rosanowski wrapping up. Just another reminder, unfortunately, Auckland Greyhound Racing Club has been abandoned. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.